Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hi guys. Welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Hey everyone. How's everyone oh, doing? You're sounding professional all of a sudden. Am I? Oh God. I'll stop that immediately. You sound professional compared to two seconds ago. <laughs> Well, two seconds ago, we were talking about Rose receiving, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, you guys. Uh, Seriously, if you could hear our private conversations, mm. some of it is just not appropriate. Anyways, Mm. how are we? How are we? How are you? (laughs) Um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, How was your weekend out in the in the mountains? Um. My weekend was good. It was really, it wasn't actually the mountains. So me me and my parents decided, uh, well, we actually booked this like a while ago before the whole, um, second lockdown, second lockdown happened. Um, Mm -hmm. we just wanted like a weekend getaway just so a nice little cabin retreat. So we we found this place that was like really nice. It's just outside of um, Edmonton. And mm. oh, that's kind of far. Mm, it was like it took us three and a half hours to drive there. So wow. okay, and it was like in this like off on this like rural side road, and the cabin was like so beautiful with like a little fireplace and heated Aww. floors, and it was just so nice. And um, we were right next to. Have you been to Elk Island National Park? No, I haven't. I haven't even heard about it. Were mm. there elks? Yeah. Well, there's elk. Shut and, up. And there's moose there and bison. <gasps> like natural, like in the. Like in the wild? Well, the or is th- it like a the thing is, is it like a sanctuary? It's kind of like a sanctuary because I thought it was like a national park like Banff where it's just like wild. Oh. But it, apparently it's the largest park in Canada that's like enclosed. So they have like a, a border of fence that goes around it. But it's um it's huge. I mean it's like two hundred kilometers or something squared. I don't know. Oh. It's just, it's like a massive, it is kind of like a sanctuary, I guess, for these animals. Like a, like, is it though? Or is it like a zoo, Daniel? Did you okay. go to a zoo? It's not a zoo, Rose. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Are we sure? Oh, like on, I'm, I am asking semi-seriously. I do want to no. know like more details about this place. It's, it's from my understanding, it's not a zoo at all. It's part of like, um, Alberta Parks and Recreation. It's like, uh, okay. it's not, these animals aren't in cages. Like you can't see them half the time. Like they're just wandering this huge right. um, okay. space, okay. right? I guess it would be like kind nice. of similar to like, uh, well, I guess the game reserves in Africa aren't fenced, are they? I don't know. No, anyway. Usually they're not fenced. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Well, I remember mm. back in the day uh, in like when we first moved to Canada, which was like in 1997, in Banff, there was so Banff is like the national park in the uh, Canadian Rockies. That's close to yeah. us, by the way, for those of you guys that don't know. And in Banff, there was a, like a Buffalo park. Do you know about this, Daniel? No, I don't remember. About- there was, oh my God. You've never been. No, there was like a park where there was like tons of Buffalo just chilling. Mm-hmm. And you could just like drive, like you're not supposed to get out of your car, obviously, because like you'll die. Yeah. But <laughs> you can like just drive into the park and then there's like Buffalo just like chilling. And yeah, that was like there for a few years. And then I remember at some point we like stopped going there because we used to go there all the time. And yeah. then at some point we stopped going. And then apparently it's because the Buffalo, they just like decided to leave. 
So I guess it wasn't fenced in because it was just like there for them to chill. Oh. I don't really know the details. You know, there's, a, there's another place, actually. Um, where I, I did a road trip like years ago up to Alaska. And uh, uh-huh. there's a part of the stretch of like the Alaskan Highway, it's called, um, where you leave British Columbia, you go through the Yukon of Canada, like that kind of area. Mm-hmm. And there's like a really famous stretch of the highway where there's like this massive herd of buffalo that just like, because around the highway, it's like kind of cleared area of grasslands, right? Because if you think about the yeah. highway, you have like two clear patches and then you have forests, right? So for these like uh-huh. grazing animals, it's probably a good good spot to go and like grab some grass. Cause it's like just right there and they don't have to wander through the trees, I guess. Um, right. And so uh, like we, we, when we drove past, it was actually crazy. There was just so many like bison or Buffalo or whatever, like yeah. all over the road, all over the, like what? just every, it was crazy. And some of them were like, and I think it's like the gigantic, the, oh my God, huge. And we were, we were <laughs> yeah. in like this like massive van and this one bison was like, I'm not kidding you, <laughs> the size of our van. And I was like, I was like, shut up. Yeah. And the traffic was super slow because they're all in the road and stuff. So you kind of have to wait for them uh-huh. to pass to like go. And I was like, if that bison charges us, <laughs> we are fucked. You're dead. Yeah. Like there's like, you think he could have like gone through the, the van? Oh, like 100%. 100%. Really? Yeah. God damn. I don't remember them being that. Well, maybe those ones, like the Alaskan air is a bit different, maybe. (laughs) Maybe the buffalo in in Banff, but they went to Alaska. Who knows? Yeah, this is this. They they could be on the Alaskan highway now. And maybe that's where they're where they be chilling. Maybe. And maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, they wanted some of that fresh Alaskan air, you know? Oh, yeah. That crisp Alaskan (laughs) air. Speaking of crisp air. Me and my parents tried to do oh like God, a walk you- around the park because I really wanted to like do like a nice hike or whatever. We got out of the uh-huh. car and with the wind chill, it was like minus like 25 or 27. Oh God. We walked for like f- maybe 10 minutes and then we were all like, no, this isn't happening. There's like, this no is- way. Yeah. It was yeah. just too, too cold. Well, you went kind of like up north. Like that. It's, it is colder up there. So yeah. I'm not too well, surprised. Well, it's a lot. It's like a lot colder in Edmonton, I think. Like just in that general region. It's you, a lot colder. Because you go north and they're also like not close to the mountains. So they're actually quite far. Yes. So they don't get those Chinooks and all the like kind of warm air, exactly. more warm air that we get, which is ironic because Calgary is also really cold, but not yes, as cold as Edmonton. but it's not as cold as Edmonton. Yeah. And you know what else I noticed when I was up there, Rose? <laughs> what did you notice, Daniel? Uh, your favorite. Uh, there was tons and tons. I think the most pickup trucks I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Massive <laughs> trucks. and In my- the highway. Everywhere, literally, I'm not kidding you. It's like the the second we got kind of remotely close to Edmonton, it was just oh like God. so many big trucks, and like we were in line at Tim Hortons, um, just getting a coffee or whatever. And this car with this truck was in front of us. I took a picture of that's like um, because it was just oh, so I think ridiculous. I saw it. Was it on and, your Instagram? Yeah, and their license plate was like "Get her done." That's what their license plate was. Get her was. done. And underneath. Is that a Canadian we, saying? It is. It is a Canadian like get her done, but it's like, like very. Like get it done? Yeah. Like what? But oh, they, why are we so embarrassing? Okay, I continue. Know. But then they also had, this is the icing on the cake, those balls that hang out from the bottom of the truck. Have you seen those? Okay. I feel like I've heard of this, but I've never seen this. <gasps> is this like an Alberta thing? I Guys, think, this I don't is know. embarrassing. Okay. I know. Just to give you some context for those of you that are not in Canada, Alberta, which is the province w- that we live in, is <laughs> is known as the Texas of Canada. How embarrassing is that? So it is a very conservative province, mm. and Edmonton is known to be a little bit more rough around the edges. Yeah, okay? they always so say they always say Edmonton is like more blue collar, and Calgary is more like yes. white collar. So, yes. but we ain't that white collar in Calgary either. Let me tell but you, we, we be. <laughs> <laughs> We want something else. Oh, God damn. 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, the, so these, these, sub, okay, there, there so was like a, what are these balls? I don't, okay. I don't know. There was like a big trend that went on. And I remember this happening when we were in uni. Cause I remember like seeing these things, like when oh I was God. just like driving around, even in Calgary. And it's like, guys get these like massive pickup trucks and then they feel the need to buy these like <laughs> kind of either metal or plastic things that look like testicles, which they hang from the back of their truck as if it's like their truck's balls, you know? Like, is it actually intentionally supposed to look like balls or oh, is it supposed to oh, do wh- something else? No, 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 Rose. 100% <laughs> these are balls. You need to Google this because there's nothing, there's oh no other function. Okay. I need to Google. Okay. How do I Google this? Ball, truck balls? Just, like, just, just type in, <laughs> type in truck balls. And I really, you know, you're welcome to all of you truck listeners. Truck balls that have Canada. It. Oh my God, you guys. You need to go on Google guys. Oh my God. I can't. Is this for real? It's a there's legit no fucking thing. Wi- what? Seen- the app. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Hold on. You can, what? Hold on. Let me show you guys what I'm talking mm-hmm. about here. Is this for real? Yep. It's a like, thing. Like this? Do you see this? Yes, that's exactly it. Yep. And that guys, hangs from the back of the what? truck. What is the purpose? So the purpose of it is to show that your Ultimate truck's a vehicle man. accessory. Ew, that is the most disgusting thing I've ever, like... I don't even, you know how there's like that stereotype of like, if a guy gets like a really big truck for no reason, mm-hmm. you know, he's trying to overcompensate. Exactly. It's like, this is. <laughs> Cause then th- this, this is <laughs> full on overcompensation. This is like to the next level. I just don't, I just don't understand like what the appeal is of to like have these balls hanging from your truck. So, I mean, you guys, please just en- enlighten <laughs> oh me. And then there's pictures. I can't. Like this? It's yes, so that's, that's exactly it. That's oh exactly guys, it. Are you seeing this? That That's so embarrassing. Yeah. I apologize on behalf of Canadians. It's pretty... That people um, like this exist. Is, this has to be a Canadian thing because... Actually, I don't know. But as soon as I searched truck balls, the first thing that came up was Canada. But maybe because I'm in Canada. You're, it's good probably because you're in Canada. Yeah. But still, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it in Calgary. I haven't seen it for a while, to be honest. And that you know, is so embarrassing. It, it lovely graced my um, uh, view. Get her done, in Daniel. The get her, get done, her truck. done. So, and you can just kind of imagine what kind of person will be driving that truck. Oh my god! I didn't see, yes. but you know, I can kind of, I can kind of imagine. Um, I mean, we shouldn't stereotype, but also like, mm, oh, like, uh, ew, gross. Maybe, like, maybe we're being like really biased here, Rose. Like, maybe we need to be more open minded. But like, I just don't. Okay, I'm sorry. If a guy shows up with balls on his truck. <laughs> Let me just say that as a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he should, <laughs> but the thing is, Rose, you might not know right away because it's at the well, back I'm of the gonna truck. I'm going to have to look at the fucking back of the truck now. Apparently so, there's so, another place I need to check yeah. to make sure I'm not, you know, on a date with a psychopath. You got to look for those red, red <laughs> flags. So now before you get into someone's truck, <laughs> God damn it. I need a book of red flags. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, you know, I have to pull out the book of red flags. Hang on a second. I just have a few items on my checklist. I need to go through. Um, do you have balls on the back of your truck? <laughs> if yes, I'm leaving now. <laughs> oh God. Seriously. I can't. It's just this so... is like, Oh, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Why? Anyway, guys, if any of you have balls at the back of your truck, please take them off and throw them away. There's no need <laughs> No need. Yeah. Okay. It's like an unnecessary thing to buy. I just feel like, but then I guess it must be like a joke though. It's like something that like, maybe you get your, you know, trashy friend does a joke. Like a joke, <laughs> like a gag gift. Kind of. Yeah. But then like, why would you put it on your truck? I'd be like, haha, that's funny. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what, so what you're saying, Rose, if you get a vehicle and I buy you some vehicle balls, you're not going to put it on the back of your car? <laughs> I'm sorry, Daniel. I love you, but <laughs> no, I can't do it. Can't do it. Maybe, maybe the real gag is that I will sneakily put it on your car without you knowing. <laughs> oh my God. And honestly, I probably will never notice. I, like, like, so- I do not notice shit. Like, I don't notice anything. I know. Someone would eventually tell you, though. They'll be like, um, Rose, did you know that there's <laughs> balls hanging on the back of your car? <laughs> Can you imagine, like, somebody sees that and then, like, sees me getting out of the car? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They'll be like, uh, something doesn't add up. They'll probably be like, oh, she's driving her boyfriend's car or something. Like, uh, that's oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Anyway, I don't know what's worse. People thinking it would be my car or me people thinking that I'm dating someone that has a car with balls hanging out of the back. That's true. That's I almost feel like it's better if it's my car because it's like <laughs> kind of ironic and funny. Yeah. Whereas like if it's a guy, it's just like sad. Mm. <laughs> what do you guys think? You guys that are listening, would you put uh, balls in the back of your truck? <laughs> oh God, please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Um, anyway. Whew. Yeah. So. so that was a great start to our podcast. It was, truck uh, balls. W- truck balls. <laughs> So okay, so other than that, your your trip was good. You saw some elk. Mm-hmm. You saw some moose. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't physically see the elk or moose, but there oh, I know okay. that they're at the park. But we did see some bison, which was cool. Oh, um, very cool from a distance. And then I the, one of the hikes that we were going to do, like you're, it's a pretty high chance to see some elk. So, but again, mm. uh, it was way too cold. Yeah, it was just once it gets to like that level of like coldness. It's just yeah. like, it takes the fun out. Like today was like amazing. Like it was minus three or four, which sounds cold, but mm-hmm. actually I went outside for two walks today and it was beautiful. Yeah. It was really nice outside. Yeah. That like that you can hike in, you know, and do other mm-hmm. winter activities. Like what, what are you suggesting that we, we do Rose? I want to know what Daniel, you're... we need to go skating. We need to go <laughs> ice skating. Well guys, okay. We found out. So initially when this whole lockdown, second lockdown thing announcement was mm-hmm. made, we were like, well, I guess we can't go for walks anymore because they said no outdoor gathering. Here's the, okay. Here's the thing. Can I just rant for yes, a second? Please rant. I know we rant a lot. This is basically our podcast. We just rant. Yeah. Okay. It's a good. It's, it's a like good uh, the vent, government vent option for is us. Like right? trained in bad communication. Mm. Sorry. What were you saying? What did I you was, say? I was just saying the podcast is like a good opportunity for us to just vent. You know. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's what we use this for, and it's great. It's like therapy because mm-hmm. we get to yell at the mic. Exactly. <laughs> and you get okay, to hear go, us could, complain. Anyway, continue, Rose. Sorry. Okay, but what what I was saying was. It's like the government does not have a PR team and mm-hmm. they don't know how to communicate things ever. <laughs> so I know that this is like, you know, everyone's confused. This mm-hmm. is a very confusing time. But it's like if you are, you know, part of the government, you should have a very good PR system or PR team mm-hmm. to deal with the communication that you are putting out to the public as a public safety measure. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> they will put out all these like statements. Like for example, one of the things that they say is like, if you live alone, then you can have two contacts outside of your home. Like yeah. because you live alone, which, you know, in some ways it makes sense. Mm. So they say like, oh yeah, if you're, if you live alone in your household, then you can, you know, meet people outside of your household up to, up to a number of two. Mm-hmm. So you can have two out, outside contacts, but then they don't specify do those people have to be living alone too? Because if you don't live alone, you're not technically supposed to see people outside of your household. Yeah. So everyone's like, okay, what does that mean? Now everyone has to interpret what that means. <clears throat> but this is, this is what I was thinking as well about the communication as like, there was a lot of confusion with the announcement. Cause I was confused as well. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Confused. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, okay, I get that. You know, they're having to do these things quite quickly and respond to what's going on. But my question is like quite often, like for example, if I have a presentation or if I have something that I'm doing, I usually 
quality test it. You know what I mean? I'll present to my parents <laughs> yeah. or to a friend or whatever, because yes. then you get feedback, you get questions. And like, had they just said that to like a group or like a couple people, all of these questions would have come up. Like another one that they mentioned was, well, first of all, your really good point about people living alone can be have uh-huh. t- up to two other contacts, but do those people have to be alone? What's the rule there? Another one was they said no indoor outdoor effective immediately, no <laughs> yeah. indoor outdoor gatherings. And then of any, yet. Uh, and then yet, some people were like, well, does that mean I can go for a walk outside with a friend? Like, what does, what does this all mean? You know, like what are yeah. the like restrictions and had they like, I feel like if they'd done like a practice, like people would have asked questions. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was in that meeting, I would have been like, like with my boss or someone was presenting this, I would have been like, Hey, I had a question right here. What does this mean? What <laughs> yeah. does this mean? You know, like, do that, they not do this? I, I, I would think that they would, but maybe it's not like a practice of the, you know, government right now. I have no idea, but you like, I just don't know why you wouldn't test this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's mm, like, these are very like, as soon as they said it, it's like those questions came up pretty quickly. Oh, You're right like, away. okay. Yeah. So it's not like it's like some abstract. Mm. We just randomly pulled out a random question out of nowhere. It's like these are very, you know, kind of obvious questions that exactly. people would ask. And then, yeah, in the beginning, they're like, yeah, no more indoor or outdoor gatherings. Mm-hmm. And then now we just read that actually you are allowed to go outdoors if it's for physical activity. Yeah. So you can go for walks <laughs> with other people <laughs> as long as you're walking and not just like what standing there. Exactly. So, so. If we get together, Rose, we can't just stand there, okay, and and <laughs> congregate. We have to actually be doing exerting some. We just kind have of to physical. be distanced, and yeah. we just have to be walking. Exactly, which is what we were doing pretty much anyway. So yeah. So now, now we realize that. So that's kind of good news, right? Yes, it's kind very of. good news. Okay. I'm I'm very happy about that. Yes, I'm very happy about that, and. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the main complaint. I think that's why people are just always so confused because mm. the government is so confused. And I think probably, yeah. you know, not just our government, but like pretty much every government out yeah. there is just like not knowing how to handle this. Exactly. I feel like a lot of them are scrambling like to, the, you know, try to come up with mm-hmm. these ideas and they're trying to do their best. But again, I think especially like with anything like this, like, you know, they should have. And if they did do like a. Uh, a presentation or a practice run with some people, if those people aren't asking those questions, then you need to get other people in the room that are going to ask questions. You know, you don't want people because you know, some people are like too shy to maybe bring up questions and stuff in like meetings. You need to like scrap that. This is not the time for that. Like ask your Mm -hmm. questions. And at least that way, when the government does present something, it can be like a well-constructed thing. So if there are a few minor confusions, okay. But like for literally everybody to be confused about what you're meaning, like that (laughs) is so bad. Like that's so bad. Yeah. Like, Ah. I wonder if anyone else, leave us a comment if you're watching on YouTube or something, if you're dealing with some sort of confusion on your end from your government, because... I, yeah. yeah. I feel like the government is just in general confusing. Like, even when I was living in the UK, <laughs> it's like anytime you need yeah. to do something government related, oh my God, it's always it's so a pain bad. and you run around in circles and you try to use their websites and the websites are the worst. Like, honestly... It's like, why are we paying taxes, bitch? Exactly. Like, who designed this website? Who is like, you know... I, I, when I got, Oh my God. Yeah, it's bad. It's so bad. When I got back to Canada, I had to like call them for some tax stuff because I just moved back. Uh, honestly, first of all, I was like on hold for like three hours and like before I got through. And then when I yeah. got through, I was like passed around to like 20 different departments. It was crazy. Oh and I still was like, no one's answered my question. Like, please help me. Oh God. I know. Oh God. 
so <clears throat> frustrating. Underfunded. Yeah, I mean that's part of it, and pff, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the other um, part of it is. <sighs> um, Who knows, Daniel? Do you have stories for us? I have a few. <laughs> I have a couple stories, but I also wanted to go into Ooh. a rant before we break into oh, our, our okay. stories. Oh, is this a continuation from last week? It sure is. We kind of brought, okay. I brought it up. Last I will week. let you rant. Yes, please. We each have our little <laughs> ranting session. Um, and I don't know if maybe I'm alone on this one. I don't think I am, but it's like really. It's something that's gotten a little bit under my skin and it just does irritate me. So I've never been a big fan of booking fees in general. Um, But I get why sometimes some companies charge this for like processing or whatever it may be. Like they need to have these booking fees, I guess. Right. Um, What's ticked me off though is during this, and I feel like I'm not the only one that's alone. I know a lot of people are in this situation with probably stuff that's a higher dollar value than mine. But the fact of the matter is, it irritates me when I pay for something such as tickets to an event or a flight or whatever it may be. And then that gets canceled or because of what's going on, I feel like as a consumer, I'm entitled to receive that money back because I didn't get that service regardless. Is yeah. it, I, and I should have got that full refund back because like, I don't, I'm happy to pay the booking fee if I get a ticket, you know, but if I don't receive a ticket, why am I still paying a booking fee? Like, and What's the booking fee for? Exactly. Well, that's my question is what is it for? Like, um, does it say on the website? No. So I actually asked them because <laughs> yeah. this is like a little side thing, but I asked them just because it does, it just gets under my skin. It's one of those little pet peeves of mine. So I just asked them and I said, yeah. Hey, like, well, partly because I had this booking fee, but they also charge me more on top of the booking fee after. So I was like, right. not, not much more, but anyway, I emailed them and I was like, Hey, like, you know, what is this for? I just am not really understanding. And then they told me that the booking fee is because they use a third party to like do their payments and stuff. And I was like, um, okay. And that third party charges them GST. And that's what this extra charge was on my, like that I didn't get back for my refund. And I was like, okay, well, none of this GST is GST. It's not a booking fee. Exactly. And I was like, well, they shouldn't be charging them GST first of all, because there was no service that was rendered. And I don't know about you, but I, I mean, this is just my opinion is in that circumstance, like let's say the company does have a legitimate booking fee that they have to pay a third party. If the event is canceled, you should get your full money back. And mm-hmm. that, and it's up to that company to go to that third party and say, we actually want a refund of our booking fees because nothing was booked. Right. So I don't get, but they say, oh, it's processing fee or it's, un, it's sunk marketing costs. And I'm thinking, well, that's a risk that you take as a business to run events. Right. You know, why, why, is, why should the consumer pay for something that they're not getting? But do, right. you, do you think I'm coming at this at the wrong angle? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm interested to know I mean, your I thoughts. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's hard to say because I don't work in that industry. Mm. So it's, I guess it's hard for me to, like, I, I get it from the consumer perspective. It's frustrating, of yeah. course. Like, you don't want to pay for anything that you didn't get. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, because I don't understand that industry of events and, you know, ticket yeah. sales, maybe we don't... There's something that we we don't get that, yeah. uh, well, you know... know yeah. I was going to say, I know that sometimes they have, like, uh, deposits that they have to put down for spaces that are non-refundable. Mm-hmm. So that could be part mm-hmm. of it. You know, like, I have heard of yeah. people that have booked, like, wedding spaces that are non-refundable, and they put a deposit down, and they don't get that back. Yeah. So I guess that okay. could be part of it. So that could be, like, a sunk cost that they don't get back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, again, I just feel like 
Uh, they should just say in the beginning when you are buying it that this part is not refundable. Yeah. Well, the th- interesting... Like, that's the ultimate thing. Yeah. The interesting thing is when I book these tickets, I'm like 99% sure that the website didn't say that the booking... Right. That, that it was... It said that you would get a refund. And then when I went on la- like lately, it's like they've updated their website and it says uh, that the re- booking fee is non-refundable. But like, they shouldn't be able to charge me GST on top of that booking fee that I've already paid. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. Anyway, it's just like, it's just, (laughs) it's just a frustration of mine. And another thing too, is like a lot of these companies, they'll be so quick to like take your money. Like they charge you instantly. Like you book with your credit card or your debit card or whatever it may be. And then when it comes time to do a refund or process a refund, it takes forever to get the money back. Right. Did you get it back? I just, yeah, I did get it back. So it was pretty, yeah. this one was quicker than it, than I had thought. But like, sometimes they'll be like, oh, it will be back in your account in 10 business days or something. And like, I had other um, things happen mm. this year with flights, with refunds. And um, they, re- they did re- eventually refund me, but it was like three months after I made the refund request. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like some of my refunds I got when I got back to Calgary right. and I was like, okay, cool. Like... You know, it's just... I mean, to be fair, again, to play devil's advocate, it's also COVID. So yes, if it was a flight, true. they probably had to process like so many refunds. That's so probably what's the lengthy time. I understand to some extent. Yeah. And some companies but I get are, it. It's frustrating. Yeah. Some companies are so good about it as well. Like um, I had booked, I had accommodation booked with Airbnb and they initially refunded me minus the service charge. So I actually just emailed them and said, hey, like I never, you know, obviously because right. of COVID I had to do this. And they refunded it to me right away. They're like, yep, here you go. You know, that's what I feel like should happen, you know? So... Well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes companies need to realize that sometimes like just giving the refund is better in the long run because the the customer is going to be happier. Exactly. Then, you know, because if they didn't refund you, then maybe you wouldn't use Airbnb again or, you know, there's... You know, you know what I mean? So sometimes yeah. it's a small cost for something that would benefit you in the future exactly. to have like, good customer service. Exactly. Well, and I think this whole experience is going to make me keep an eye out on those booking fees and stuff and just be more, more <laughs> uh, vigilant in the future, you know? Uh-huh. It's so just, would you not buy something if there was a $5 booking fee? Uh, I don't know. A $5 booking <laughs> fee is like super high for considering like... It's high. The tickets that I bought, they were $41. Like $5. Was it $5 for yeah. the booking fee? Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a huge because usually, like when you use those third party vendors, it's a percentage of the transaction. Like you know, I know it's ridiculous. You know, like credit cards and stuff. Like they'll take a yeah. a percentage or whatever. So yeah. I was just kind of like, Ooh, feels that a bit, makes no sense. Exactly, it feels a bit weird. But like I remember when I used to go to like the EDM events and stuff, and we would buy a lot of tickets, and they would yeah every time it would be like the ticket would be like thirty dollars, and it would always be like a five dollar extra charge. Fee, yeah. Like some kind of extra charge. And I'm like, what's the fucking charge for? And they would charge you that per ticket. So I would think, okay, maybe it's like a transaction fee. I don't know, like some kind of fee. Mm. So, you know, it it shouldn't matter how many tickets you're buying. But like for each ticket, they're going to charge you like $5 or however many dollars. That is ridiculous. And it's like, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what is that? It's like, I, I don't understand. Again, we're, I guess because we're not in that industry, it's like hard to say, but like... I think that's how they make money. One of the ways that make money, I guess. Or like, or or cover their losses in case the event gets canceled yeah, or something. Yeah, for sure. So like... Well, think about banks. Like, banks are the biggest scam on this earth, you oh, know? Oh, God damn. Like, the, the, the thing, honestly, the things that they charge, yeah. like, 
It's like, for example, like, I don't know about, uh, I think it's especially Canadian banks. I think we've complained about no, this. No, no, Canadian times. banks are the worst. Canadian banks are so bad. They will just charge you fees on top of fees. Yeah. And if you want to take, like, even, I think for for some of my bank accounts, I have a lot. <laughs> oh, <good>. Some of my, <laughs> I don't have a lot, but I have a few. Yeah. I bank with a few different banks, mm-hmm. but like for one of them, they still charge me a dollar for like an email, tra- uh, an email transfer. Which is crazy. I'm like, what are you doing, bitch? You're not doing anything. Anyways. Mm-hmm. And then also, I hate that thing where you have to have like a minimum balance in your bank account. Oh my God. In order to not get a fee. And then even for like, if you take out the money for like a day yep. and then put it back in, they still charge you that fee yep. because your account balance always has to be above a certain amount. Exactly. And then the thing is those thresholds are actually quite high. Like a lot of them will be like, it's high, like five or $6,000 minimum needs to be in your account to knock at <laughs> yeah. the service charges. And if you do have your money in that account, like let's say you put 6,000 in there, you don't get interest or anything on it. So it literally just sits there. Yeah. And so sometimes it's not even worth it to save the monthly fee. Exactly. But it's ridiculous. That's why one thing I was happy about when I moved mm-hmm. back is that there's, we're starting to get some like disruptor banks, which I think right. is a good thing. Like in a sense that like it's because ch- Canada, the part of the reason is like we have the big five banks that have always been the big five banks. And yeah. even though these like challenger banks are technically like owned or subsidiaries of the big five, it's like they're still offering a new kind of service. Like there's a couple of ones that like have no service charges, no service fees, like that kind of stuff where I'm like, actually yeah. I'm just going to do my banking with them. Why would I use another branch that says, Hey, you have to have a minimum balance where I can just have yeah. that in a savings account, actually earning me money and mm-hmm. not pay a fee anyway. So it's just so annoying. Like I just hate it. It's like, and that's not where they, I know. the crazy thing is, is like these Canadian banks, like that's not even where they make most of their money. Like they make their money in loans and in investments, all that kind of right. stuff. The fee is just like, a. I guess it's still a little icing on the cake. It's still more revenue for them, but it's not yeah. in the grand scheme of things. It's not huge, you know? So right. it's just an, a constant annoyance. But I guess if you think there's like 37 million people in Canada, exactly. If we're all paying so if e- $5, if each of them pay fees. Yeah, exactly. So it it, so, it seems like it doesn't seem like a lot of money to one person. But if you add it all up, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's there's our complaints. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even got to news yet. It's been 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, God damn. Well, God we needed damn. to have a little catch up, guys. We need to have a little no, catch definitely. up. We need we needed a vent session. Mm. You and I have not seen each other for a long time. We needed it's that been a vent while. session. It's been a while. I think I think that we should um, do an episode in the future, like in the next little while, with some wine. Getting drunk. Yeah. I was gonna say. I was yeah. gonna. I was just thinking about this today. God, we are mm-hmm. on the same wavelength. That same we- alcoholic wavelength. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my god, we need. We haven't done. It's like mm-hmm. you know to celebrate the second lockdown. You know, because the first lockdown yeah. we did a few drunken episodes. You know, and also yeah, so. exactly, and also to celebrate the fact that we have. Pro- I think. T- this week, or no, it would have been last week, I think, or the week before, we've we've reached a year of this podcast. Oh my God. When did we start, Daniel? We started, I think the first episode aired like maybe December 4th. I can't wow, remember guys, 100% for it's sure. It's been a but, year. Like, that's crazy. That's insane. Like, wow. Like, this right it now flew by. is episode 55. Like, just throwing it out insane. there. We right. have spoken to each other <laughs> on this podcast, not including all of our hangouts for over 55 hours, Rose. And we still cash out the fuck up. Oh my God. <laughs> is there something wrong with us guys? Honestly, I think there might be like, what is going on? Like it's actually shocking how much mm-hmm. we can talk. 
So I think the next, either the next episode or the one after that, we'll have like a celebration episode. I think that's a great idea. Where we... It would have to be next week. It's Christmas week next week. Oh, true. <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then we could also talk Let's about Let's get like, drunk next week. <gasps> yes. And we, yes. Could, we could talk about highlights from the podcast or, you know, anything and just have a okay. few drinks and, you know... Just have a good fun sesh. Exactly. Maybe we'll have a long session. Who knows? Yeah. We'll put, maybe we'll put we'll some questions out to the audience as well and say, Hey, is there some yes. stuff you guys questions for us or what do you want us to talk mm-hmm. about? Um, yeah, that would be I fun. I love it. Love it. Ooh. That's the plan next week. Exciting. Exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's, shall we get to the news? <laughs> yeah. So there's a couple stories that are going on. So two, I'm interested to yeah. know what you've picked out. <laughs> oh God. They're not actually very happy ones to be honest. Um, is it about is it about the vid? Well, one of them, one of them, the positive okay. ones about. Well, I have three. The vaccine. The vaccine. Shall we talk about the vaccine, roses? Yeah, let's talk about the vaccine because I've been hearing about it. Mm-hmm. I know that. I think we got a shipment in Canada. We did. So apparently, this week. So today is Monday, right? Um, yes. <laughs> when was this article? Oh no, this was today, December fourteenth. And it said, okay, so this is the this is about the um, blah 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 blah. So the first shots were administered in Quebec City and Toronto within one half uh, within half an hour of each other. A resident of a long term care home in Quebec City was the first person in Canada to receive a dose of Pfizer's vaccine today. Oh shit, guys! History in the making. Mm-hmm, today mm-hmm. was the first day. Wow. So somebody in a care home, a yeah. resident. So not resident, even, not yeah. even like, um, uh, what do you call it? Healthcare worker. No, that's surprising. I, I thought they would give it to the healthcare workers first. I don't know. It says resident. And then it says this comes yeah. after the first batch of vaccines officially arrived in Canada on Sunday evening, prompting provinces to prepare, um, their most value to inoculate their most valuable, uh, vulnerable populations this week. The goddamn, I know the Pfizer biotech vaccine was approved by Health Canada last week as cases continue to spike across the country. So now, do you think it's safe? Like, has have they tested this enough? Well, this is this is the thing that people are saying. Like, there's like some back and forth about this. Like, there's uh-huh. they said that like the vulnerable population and the healthcare workers, those people are probably just going to get the vaccine, right? Where the issue is going to be with the rollout is the general public. And there's concern that like a lot of people are hesitant with the vaccine for a number of reasons, which I kind of understand. Um, okay. Hear me out on this one. So yeah, I'm listening. I'm not saying that necessarily I'm an anti-vaxxer or anything like that. I think it's You're really... You're definitely not an anti-vaxxer. No. You got the... Oh no, you didn't get the flu vaccine. <gasps> you anti-vax. I am not an anti-vaxxer. Rose. Let's <laughs> Just not kidding, let guys. Our listeners think He's not that. an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. But um, basically like my opinion on this, and again, I could be coming at this at a completely wrong, wrong angle. Um, I think that vaccines play a very, very important role. And there's this whole idea of getting herd immunity and all that kind of stuff. Um, so with the vaccines, part of the, my hesitation is I feel like Again, typically when we see vaccines roll out, it takes, you know, four, five, six, seven plus years to develop a vaccine, you know, safely test it, do the trials, kind of uh, long-term impacts, all of that kind of stuff. So that makes me a little bit concerned. And then also, in my opinion, like typically you would want to get vaccinated with something that has like a high... Uh, probability of severe or horrible implications to yourself, right? Generally, mm. I would think, right? And in our our age category, the chances of like dying or anything like that is so minimal that I right. just don't see for me the benefit of taking the vaccine. Now, that being said, 
The reason I say that is if the vulnerable population all gets vaccinated so that they can't get it, then I am not worried about passing it on to somebody vulnerable. Because that was my thing throughout this whole thing is I -hmm. wasn't necessarily worried myself about getting the coronavirus. It was more about passing it on to somebody that wouldn't be able to fight it off and being, you know, responsible for the death of another person, which I would feel horrible about, right? So part of me is like, you know, because they were saying like the stats for people like between 30 and 35, I can't remember, I'll have to find out the exact stats, but like the chances of us dying or having serious implications is so, so low. Like, so I don't know about the serious implications though. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure. I haven't looked at the data. I know that the chances of somebody in our age group dying is very low, very, very low. Um, It doesn't mean it can't happen. It has happened, but it is lower. But um, I think my concern would be the uh, serious potential side effects and because they don't know, right? I think that's the kind of scary part is that you don't know what's going to happen in Mm -hmm. in the long term because they do Mm -hmm. say that there are certain things that may impact you potentially for a lifetime if you get this virus. Oh, like the long, you're talking about long COVID, right? Like long-term effects. Like, I don't know, you have like long-term lung problems, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, So I I feel like that's like not talked about as much. Um, Again, I don't know the details. Maybe it shouldn't be talked Mm -hmm. about as much. Maybe it's not as big as we, that I think it is. But um, I just feel like there's so much. I would say that's what I'm concerned with. Yeah, there's so many unknowns about this virus. And that's why I'm like, you know, another thing too, they were mentioning, which is where there's a little bit of confusion in my mind, is they were saying like, for those of you that had the virus and recovered, and, and built those antibodies, you know, as you, as your body naturally does mm-hmm. to fight it off in future, actually there's no guarantee that you're immune to not be reinfected. So then my question is if we're vaccinating people, how do we know that they're not going to be able to become reinfected later? You know what I mean? Like, I don't well, understand. Well, you don't know. There's never a hundred percent guarantee. Same yeah, thing well, with the th- flu vaccine. Exactly. They did say right? 95% accuracy mm-hmm. or something like this. So right. oh, I don't know. I have my reservations. The only, the good thing is, I mean, not the good thing. This sounds kind of bad, but like by the time we're in line to get a vaccine rose, it's going to be like quite far down the line. So yeah. I think that like by then they would have, you know, seen any side effects. Yeah, oh God, that's so bad. <laughs> that's bad. That's the thing. That's what I would be concerned with. Um, the main thing is, yeah, I think the main concern, which is I think a legitimate concern, yeah. is the fact that it was rolled out so quickly. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I understand why also it was, you know, rolled out so quickly because the whole world was fucking under fire for this True. last year. So it's not the same as any other vaccine. It's, yeah. it's a very unique scenario. So exactly. there's a few things that I think make this very unique. It's the fact that whole world was impacted. Everyone yeah. was trying to develop a vaccine. It's not like when other vaccines are being created, it's like every single person, every single like, you know, person is focused on creating that specific vaccine. Yeah. So I do think that's why I made it super fast. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it is concerning in terms yeah. of, cause we don't know what the long-term effects are of the vaccine either. Exactly. Well, and, and I, I, I echo that point as well. Actually, you're right in clinical trials and development. I feel like, again, I'm not that involved in the biotech and biopharma industry, so I don't really <laughs> know how that all really, works. Daniel? No, I know. Weird. Hey, okay. <laughs> um, but I know, I do understand that a lot of it has like, there's certain um, legislation and there's a lot of red tape, right? So I do feel like part of the reason why this was able to be uh, fast-tracked so quickly is because a lot of the red tape and barriers were removed. So I think you're right. Maybe in the past, other vaccines that took four years to develop might have only taken a year if there was some of those Mm -hmm. those red tape that was removed or the bureaucracy. And you know, sometimes things can take a while, you know, just from back and forth with emails and random stuff, like obviously different in the biotech industry. But again, 
um, that could be the reason. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm not going to get the vaccine. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I just do yeah. have my concerns and I do feel of course. a little bit uncomfortable. I did want to personally, like, and I don't know if this is just me because I think that I did technically already have this back in Spain. I think you might have, yes. but we don't know, I guess. Exactly. So I'm hoping that there's maybe an option to get the antibodies test so that maybe if you can prove that you have the antibodies, mm-hmm. you might not have to get the vaccine because you, you know, you've already fought off the, the, right. the virus because, you know, you'll technically be immune-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Up to 95% accuracy, apparently. Uh, I, I wonder don't know. how they tested everything. Exactly. Like, again, it's it's complicated shit that I'm never going to understand because it'd be in bio. <laughs> You know, originally... I mean, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Yeah. Pfizer. Can we trust Pfizer? <laughs> I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's uh, an it's appa- hard to say. And apparently these vaccines as well, which make it a little difficult um, to transport around is they have to be kept at such a cold temperature as well. So like... It okay. Ha- it well, in Canada, ca- we, we ain't got no problems. Well, no, they could keep it outside right now. It'd be <laughs> minus 25. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, apparently that's causing some difficulties is like transporting it and right. stuff because it, it has to be so cold. Um, and right. I, don't know if I, got this, I don't know if I got this right, but um, don't quote me on this, but I remember seeing something a couple days ago about Alberta getting some uh, shipment and it was like equivalent of enough to get 2000 people vaccinated. <laughs> that was our first shipment. And I was just like, oh. Oh, God. And because they have to do it in two, like, they have to get vaccinated twice, two apparently. Doses, yeah. So you get the two fir- doses. Yeah. So you get the first shot, and then three weeks later, or two weeks later, or something like this, you get the second shot. So, I do wonder how this is going to work in America's healthcare system in terms of who's going to get the vaccine and who's not. Are they going to give it out publicly? Is this going do to they be have a to public? Pay for it? Exactly. That's my question. That's how their system is currently Mm -hmm. but then i feel like the pandemic has changed a lot of people's maybe perception of what should be free and what should be not free but what should be provided for by the government but who knows exactly and i just yeah i don't know i don't know it's a tough one did you hear did you hear that in australia they got rid of like there's no cases of covid i didn't hear that and i think also in new zealand yeah it's like gone there's like zero cases what (laughs) have you not heard this let me okay let me google this for a second just to make sure are you but sure? I saw this, I, I've heard it from multiple, multiple. Um, so like no new cases, but they have some active like cases. No, oh, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Let me, let me search it up. Okay. Let's see here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Come on. Um, yeah, you're probably right. It's no new cases. Let me get it. But it's not showing me news. Let's see. Come on. Come on. Well, why is not. What's going on with your phone, Rose? Do you need to get a new phone? No, no, my phone is fine, but it's Google is not giving me what I want to know, you know? Let's oh, see here. Google. Like Google, a- come on, tell me. Uh, it says here. Uh, what the fuck? Come on, give me the uh, news. Anyway, uh, yeah, it says no, you're right. No new cases of coronavirus in, yep. um, it says in Victoria. I guess that's okay, a specific so that's part. A, that's a problem. But I think it's, that's like I a province it's all of, uh, over. Um, interesting. Maybe not. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway, mm. uh, it's basically like almost none. Okay. Yeah. Do you think? Which is do, insane. 
Do you think that part of it, because you know, like in Canada, and again, I, I I don't know if this is like so much about the virus. Again, I don't know anything, but like, mm-hmm. you know how in Canada, like during the springtime, it was like, that's when we were getting a lot of cases. And then over the summer, it like dropped yeah. and restrictions kind of got lifted. And then as we moved into the winter, fall, winter flu season, it like yeah. skyrocketed. Whereas Australia yes. is going into summer now. And so is New Zealand. So do you think that maybe that's part of it? I don't know. It could. Yes, I do think. I, th- I think there's a lot of different um, elements to as to why. So, for example, I do think it's because it's summer over there, whereas yeah. we're going into winter. So obviously that's going to make an impact. So that's definitely mm. a huge reason, I think. And I think another reason is because they're very isolated from the rest of the world. So they're like, <laughs> you know. They're not like close to everything else. So I feel like they have, if they cut down travel, like no one, no one's coming through. Like you're not traveling to Australia to go to like Europe, right? No one, like if you go to Australia, you're going there to go to Australia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like New Zealand maybe, but you're not like stopping by. There's no like layover in Australia, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a huge reason as well. And also it says when Australia was hit with a surge in late July, um, it was, it prompted one of the world's lo- longest lockdowns in Melbourne, for example, virtually closing everything that wasn't a grocery store or hospital for nearly four months. So they did a very extensive, very like s- serious lockdown. Yeah. And I mean, there you go. It worked. God damn. <laughs> so I think that's, you know, lockdowns work. Surprise, it's surprise. Cr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn. It's crazy as all hell and tarnation. I know. But yeah, I saw this video where it was like, it was like on um, IG, it was on Instagram and it was like yeah. a video of people just walking around, you know, just walking around the street, like tons of people, no masks. And it's just like, you know, it's like 2019. Oh my oh God, God damn. That looks weird. I know. I saw, I saw one too about a festival in Thailand. Did you see that? Oh, they're having festivals, dude. Yeah. Like these countries are having festivals. They're chilling. They're traveling. <laughs> and <laughs> there's a girl that I'm following that lives in Bali Yeah, and they can just get like a rapid COVID test and they just like go in, get the test, get the results immediately Yeah, and then go and then they're allowed to go travel somewhere like within the islands yeah. of Indonesia. And I'm like, okay, so Indonesia could somehow figure out rapid COVID testing mm-hmm. and uh, we somehow can't figure out how to get COVID results in like, you know, Oh God, I know. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, there's that. Yeah. Anything else in the news, Daniel? Well, this is a really sad story. Um, oh God. There's a couple. So. Oh God, you're scaring me. Well, it's not that. It's not that sad. It's just like really bad. So, do you know the actor Shia LaBeouf? Shia LaBeouf, yes. Yeah. So I like. What re- happened to him? So, you're scaring me. <laughs> no, nothing happened to him. Okay. But I guess he was in a relationship with um, a singer called Twigs. Like a U.S. Okay. Um, singer, um, uh-huh. she has just recently filed uh, a lawsuit against him for sexual battery, assault, um, and infliction of emotional distress. Yeah. Okay, so, I thought you were gonna say that they like died or something. Jesus no, 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 Christ, no, no. Scared me. So apparently, I'll and read you a little bit of the story. But just after Valentine's Day in 2019, the musician FKA Twigs was in a car speeding towards Los Angeles. At the wheel was her boyfriend, the actor Shia LaBeouf. He was driving uh-huh. re- recklessly. She said in a lawsuit on Friday, removing his seatbelt and threatening to crash unless she professed his, her love for him. Then when what? Yeah, they were returning from the desert. Um, where Mr. LaBeouf, the star of Transformers, had raged at her throughout the trip. 
She said in the lawsuit, uh, waking up in the middle, waking her up in the middle of the night and choking her. What? Yeah. So it was crazy. And apparently, um, part of the lawsuit, I guess they wanted to settle outside of court, but part of the settlement that they want, like they didn't want this to go public and whatever else. Um, and one Uh of the, one of the conditions was for, I guess, Shia LaBeouf to, um, to go get some like help and therapy and all this stuff. And I guess he like didn't want to do that. So, um, that's why this has become public, uh, information and they've had to Why did he not want to do that? I have no idea. I don't know. Jesus Christ. So now he's, so he's, in the lawsuit. So he's being sued. Yeah. He's being sued. Yeah. By Is that her. how it works? Like, here's my question. <laughs> when you commit a crime, like, do you get sued or do you go into the criminal system? Like, I don't understand. I think it depends on the, that's actually a good, a good question. Cause isn't that a crime? Like, so that's I like think, assault? I think, I think when she, when she sues him, it's going to go through the criminal. I, I think the suing and criminal thing will go hand in oh, hand. Okay. You'll get criminally charged and the suing is for compensation for the victim. Oh, I see. I okay. But you okay. know, I th- yeah, I don't know. It's just like, okay. So <laughs> it's funny. Cause I used to have the hots for uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, I did too. Did I tell you that? And is that why you're sad? <laughs> He seems a bit messed up though, doesn't he? No, he does. And he's had, he's had a lot of like run-ins with the law. He's like, had a lot of issues. I thought he was kind of cleaned up now, but I guess, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you, know, you just never know what's going on in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what's really, really nice. Well, a, a, a silver lining in all of this. So, uh-huh. um, the, the, the singer FKA twigs, she said that in her lawsuit, um, she plans to donate a significant portion of any monetary damages to domestic violence charities. She mm, said it okay. was it was actually very expensive and a massive massive undertaking of time and resources to get out of this abusive relationship. She said in an interview. Jesus Christ! How long? So when did this like this whole crazy thing happen? Clear, clearly, the relationship itself was probably abusive. Yeah. So I think the the incidents happened around like it said in Valentine's Day around like February oh, last so like year. Last year. Yeah, last year. Oh. And I guess they were dating but for like a year. But now it's like finally come out this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or is this old news that you dug up? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like this is happening okay. now. Okay. So the yeah. lawsuit's happening right now. Yeah. So. Wow. That's fucking. Cr- Wait, but she, she's suing him for sexual assault as well. No, no, no. Not sexual assault. What did you read? Sexual okay. battery. What sexual battery? I think it's when you like. I don't actually. <laughs> Isn't know. battery the same as assault? Let me, let me Google this. Sexual assault versus sexual battery in Minnesota. Okay. <laughs> Apparently this is in Minnesota, but maybe it's the same. Okay. So assault and battery are two separate crimes. Typically assault involves a threat of any violence that causes fear of physical harm. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, battery is the physical act itself. For example, threat to punch someone is assault while punch is a battery. So he actually, actually, this is actually worse. The battery is actually worse because he he actually did did it. Yeah, he did both. He did sexual battery and assault and infliction of emotional distress. Oh my God. Yeah. And apparently, and, um, cause Shia had worked with, um, Sia in some of her music videos and stuff. And apparently uh-huh. Sia also, I'm going to see if I can find the tweet, but she also tweeted, um, about this whole thing. Uh, Sia. Oh, she, Sia calls Shia LaBeouf a pathological liar, claims he conned her into an adulterous relationship. <gasps> yeah. This is so fucked up, dude. Yeah. 
God so, damn, this man, he needs I help. I know, he does. Like, he, he has, like, Buddy, severe like, he addiction issues as well. Like, he has a drinking problem that he's admitted to and, like, all of this. Do you think like, it's because he was a child actor, partially? I think partially. Like, again, I don't want to I don't want to taint everyone with that same brush, but I do feel like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's something to be said about people that go into stardom and starlight, mm-hmm. I guess, whatever you want to call it, at a very young yeah. age. Because look at... I know. I mean, you know... I don't want to like come to any conclusions, but you know, when you have a certain number of incidents that all follow the same pattern, you start to think, yeah. mm, what's the commonality here? Right. And we mm-hmm. see this time and time again with child stars of yeah. having, you know, turbulent relationships, problems with substances, um, you know, all kinds of stuff, you know, we've seen this time and time again. So I think there's something to be said about child stars. Yeah. Oh God. That's, that's really that's very fucking, oh mm-hmm. God. I thought he was, you know, doing better, but clearly mm-hmm. maybe not. But yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see what happens. It's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a sad one, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, yeah, I don't know. It's a sad one. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very sad one. Especially, oh God. Especially cause I really liked like, well, and obviously I don't know Shia LaBeouf, but like mm-hmm. the characters that I he know. would play were always so relatable. I like really into him. Yeah. <laughs> I like, thought he was so cute. He was, and he played like these really cute. He was always I'm that kind of like you thought he was cute. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't think that he would be your type. He's like that dorky like guy next door that's like yes. kind of funny. See, I didn't think you, that was your type. You like the more hunky type. <laughs> you totally do. I like the more dorky type. That's true, but I, I feel like I'm what, like a dorky man person. That is very true, Rose. That is very. Oh, but he was hot when he was like younger. He was hot. Yeah, there was like a phase and then he got kind of like weird and, you know, he started doing all this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But there was like a phase when he was like, you know, when when because he's like just a few years older than us, I think. Yeah, he's not much. And he's have like you 34. seen like Disturbia, that movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, in that movie, I was like, damn, he is hot. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the first movie after um, like after he was a child actor mm-hmm. where he kind of like, you know, became like not a child actor anymore. Yeah. He grew and he became a man. As he we grew, like to he say. became a man. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a uh, one direction. Like, all have damn. become men. Oh. <laughs> 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 but anyways, oh. I mean, clearly he needs some help. Um, hopefully he can get it. I hope this other, um, what's her name? Twigs. Yeah. I hope she gets the justice. Um, yeah. That is really, that's, that's bad, man. That's I know. pretty bad. It's so, it's so sad because like, obviously like, you know, to be in that situation, like I couldn't God, even imagine seriously. because like you are with somebody that you care about and they're like, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like, like to be in a relationship with somebody and you're like in love with them or at least, you know, you really like them to some extent and then yeah. for them to like do that to you. That's oh, crazy. God. Rose, I don't know. Cause, cause it's, and, and that's they do, traumatizing. Exactly. They say that there's like a, a, a pattern or not like a pattern, but there's like a kind of thing that these individuals that do this follow where they like, you know, really work on building and developing your trust in the beginning and then slowly like break you down. Mm, right. Well, <laughs> I guess it depends on if, if they're being really like, um, intentionally manic- manipulative, which I guess I don't know. Yeah. It could just be that he's just a fucking, you know, mess of a human who knows, but uh, yeah. either way, it's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. Yeah. It's just, Oh ugh. God. Sorry guys. That's a bit disturbing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Jeez. It's uh, So that happened. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's very disappointing. Um, we all thought Shia LaBeouf was hot at some point, mm-hmm. <laughs> but hotness is not a good person. But this make. goes to show exactly. This goes to show also like, even if you're a celebrity does not mean 
actually, if you are a celebrity, you're more likely to be messed up. I swear to God. Like, it's just like, you know, so we need to stop idolizing these people and, you know, in their lives and thinking that they're glamorous and everything because Mm. so many of them are not. And despite having all of the resources that they do, which is so much money and he could have, he could have literally taken all the time off and got therapy. He could have gone into, you know, he could have done all of these things. And despite that, Mm. it's still difficult for them to, you know, be a good person. No, but the you thing know, is, the like, thing is, Rose, we have to remember as uh-huh. well, when you have like substance abuse problems, you having all this other stuff, it's easy for us right. to say, cause we're in like, I like to think that I'm in my mostly sane mind. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, I would think yeah. if I, if I had those kind of resources and stuff, I would get the help and I would take the time off, but then right. lo- look at what, look at, look at it, another really sad and really perfect, not example of what this is, but like of somebody not taking that time off was Avicii. And you saw the pressure, you know, he tried to take that time off and he had so much pressure from his team to like continue to keep touring and doing all of this stuff. So Mm -hmm. like, did you see the, did you see the documentary on him as well? Where he was like, it's so sad because he was like basically reaching out to these people being like, look, this is my situation. Like, I don't know what to do. And they were like, keep touring. Like, yeah, so that's I think true. It's a combination of many things. Yes, they have the resources, mm-hmm. but they also don't have the support network. Like we think, oh, we have our friends and family here, but like they, I mean, they, a lot of them have friends and family, sure, but like a lot of them, they right. have this team that's surrounding them that actually all of their, the team that surrounds them livelihood is based on you as a creator or whatever right. else. So it's in their best interest that you keep working, even if you're not in the right, right. mind to do so. So very true. It's a tough, it's a tough Very situation. True. God damn, Rose. So you have to basically help yourself out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. The Avicii documentary was so sad. Yeah. I watched it after he died mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, it, it looks like a documentary that they made like after he died, but he, they actually made the documentary before he died. Exactly. But that's what's so sad about it is like he literally, I didn't watch the, I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I've seen clips of it, but it was like, he was like literally, Oh, you should watch the whole thing. Yeah, I need to. He was calling out for help. Like if that wasn't a cry for help, then I don't know what is. Do you know what I mean? That's why a lot of people, if you guys haven't seen it, it's basically, um, Avicii was a DJ. He was a world famous, Mm. one of the most popular, most famous DJs. Huge, Uh, huge. Yeah. And he really blew up really quickly. And, um, after, you know, a few years of like being one of the most famous DJs, he basically made this like huge announcement where he was like, I'm no longer touring. And for someone in that space, like EDM space to say they're not touring, it's basically like career suicide essentially yeah. in a way because everyone tours. That's how you promote your music. That's how you make money, like ton of money. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped touring and then a few years and then I guess like they did that documentary on him and like why he spiraled into, you know, retirement mm-hmm. essentially. And then... Unfortunately, a few years later, after that, after he quit touring, he uh, committed suicide. Mm -hmm. That was, what, a couple years ago, a few years ago? Yeah. So sad. And basically, the documentary showcases, like, you know, how the touring became just just a major drain on his mental health and physical health. He was drinking all the time because he Mm -hmm. hated performing. I didn't know. Did you know he hated performing? Yeah, because he said he was, like, more of an introvert, right? Like, he just really hated to be up on stage in front of all those people. So he would drink and take some drugs and stuff to cope with going out and having to be out in front of everyone because that's when he would be social. Yes. And I was, like, I was shocked because Mm -hmm. he was performing probably every single night for a very long time. 
So for some, for you to hate that and do it every single night, oh my God, like honestly, I can't even imagine. Exactly. And I remember like I saw him at like, um, I saw him so many times and I almost mm-hmm. felt guilty for like seeing him and like enjoying myself because I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this guy like hated his life when yeah. he was up there, you know? It's like, <sighs> Anyways, it's, like it's like yeah. you never, you never know. There was, I watched this thing on, um, I can't remember what, what platform it was on, but it was about social media influencers and it was about like some really big names. And there's this one guy, I can't remember what his like tag is or whatever, but like his whole brand and who he is, is like this like club promoter basically where he does like crazy shots. Oh, of like. Oh yes. We watched this movie. It was about social. Was it not? I can't remember, but yeah. I, I watched the same one. Is it the same one with Paris Hilton? And yes. Stuff? Yeah. 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 And so he was a major club promoter. Yes, a major, major club promoter. And if you watched his like videos and his Instagram and you were like, oh my God, this guy has the best life ever. Like all the guys yeah. were jealous because he's always with like hot girls and all this stuff. And then he'd come home and he was like, even in the show, he was like, I fucking hate my life. Like this is depressing. <laughs> like this is the yeah. worst. And then he, w- but he would still do it because that's how he makes his money. So he was like, just in such a bad headspace, And I was just thinking like, cause your mental health is so important. And yeah. you know, I think it's, it's easier said than done, I guess. Cause I'm not making millions of dollars doing something, but like <laughs> at what point do you just say like, you need to walk away? Do you know what I mean? Like this is no yeah. longer worth my time. Like I'd rather do something. I've made my money like mm-hmm. time to go do something else that yeah. actually benefits me. But again, that's the thing. Everyone thinks like they look at certain, like, for example, like that club promoter guy. And he was basically, I think he was known for doing like big, like champagne, like showers, yeah, just like shower champagne on like naked girls and shit. And like, that's, I don't know. It was so fucking dumb. But anyway, Mm. that's what he did. I guess people like that shit. Yeah. And, um, that's how he made his money. And the thing is, I'm sure the first few times he did it, it was fun. But then you do it over and over and over again after like, what, like a year or two years. And it's like fucking exhausting. Yeah. And it's not fun after a few times. That's the thing. It's like, even, even when we do things that we think we love so much, if you do it over and over and over again, you're not going to get that much enjoyment out of it at some point. Exactly. It's the whole concept of diminishing returns, right? Like eventually you start to get that like feeling like it's even, it's even like, and I don't want to like discredit this too much because I do love, I still love traveling and this is just a bad yeah. example. But like, I remember when I was, it's ba- a good example. Yeah. I think. When I was backpacking, I was gone for six months and the whole time I was backpacking, I was going to like beautiful beaches, amazing islands, all of this yeah. stuff. And it was so funny because towards the end of my trip, I remember I was with some friends in a place in Mexico that had like this really famous beach and whatever else. And I remember we like were debating whether or not we should go to the beach because we wanted to like just yeah. hang out in the town or whatever. And I was like, this is really bad that we've gotten to this point where like we don't want to go to this mm-hmm. stunning beach because we've seen them so many times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it's, it's true. Yeah. So I think, oh, yeah, it's a tough one. It's like partying though too. Like, you know, you enjoy it for a few times. It's exhausting. But it is. Imagine doing, imagine getting drunk and partying as a job for like every oh my God, single I night. I think I would die. That's the thing. Cause I used to, again, when I used to go to these EDM events and stuff, I mm-hmm. used to be like, oh my God, DJing must be the best job ever. Yeah. You just think like, it's so glamorous. You know, you're up there. Everyone's fucking worshiping your ass. Like mm-hmm. you're fucking playing music and it's exciting <laughs> and you're partying. That's your job. Like how exciting, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's like in love with you, all this fun stuff. Yeah. And then, but then you actually think about it. You take a step back and you think you are literally yeah, going out, getting drunk, like, you, cause like, you know, you're, they're probably feeding you alcohol and stuff. You might be 100%. getting high, whatever it is. Yeah. And you're doing this every night playing mm-hmm. a very similar set. Yeah. And 
it must be exhausting. And you're traveling from place to place. So you're going maybe one night you're in Paris and then the next night you're in Berlin and Mm -hmm. you're just constantly on the move. Like that is so exhausting. Exactly. And you can't have a normal life. Exactly. And on top of that, like, yeah, you're like constantly, constantly like partying, doing all of this stuff. Like you just, you never have time, like just to kind of be yourself and reflect. You're just like, go, go, Mm -hmm. go next venue, next location. And like, even in your twenties, like I, you know, you, you would burn out so fast. Oh, hundred percent. Like, and, it and would- you wouldn't have normal relationships. That's another thing. I think that's the one thing that, you know, Avicii was saying when he quit, mm-hmm. uh, like when he quit touring, he was saying, you know what? I feel like I don't have time for, you know, to like for me as a person, cause yeah. his name is Tim. Yeah. So he's like, I feel like, you know, I've lived my life as Avicii, but I don't have any time to like build my life as Tim mm-hmm. and I don't have, you know, normal relationships like everybody else. So the things yeah. that they do that we are jealous of, they are jealous of, you know, people like us that are just living our lives like normally and spending time with family and friends. Exactly. And well, that's and the I- one thing that you, Yeah. And I think especially, especially for DJs, like I know that they're like, a, it's a mm-hmm. special category, but like at least with other artists, okay, yeah, they're still touring and stuff, but their sets are like from like seven till 11, you know what I mean? So they can get to bed mm-hmm. at like an okay right. time, right? But DJs yeah. are like, some of them are paying, playing at three in the morning at venues. Like they are. Yeah. So it's Usually, like, especially if they're big, they're playing at the very end. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, like I remember when we went to go see, um, we were trying to see David Zoe in, 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 uh, in London <laughs> and every time we, cause he would always be towards the end of the set and we like would end up yeah. getting too tired or whatever. So we, ne- <laughs> we never ended up seeing him until the very end. We did see him eventually. Yes. So. House every weekend. But yeah, who ah. knows? I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a very different type of life. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, I'm sure a lot of them enjoy it. Um, but you do have to have some level of balance and I don't think you can do it for that long to exactly. be honest. And I think that balance is the yeah. key. It's like, you know what, maybe you, yeah. you pick when you do your tour date, but it's so hard because you have a team managing you and stuff. Right. And exactly. And this is the thing. I mean, as much as the team is like, Oh, trying to look out for their interests at the end of the day, their livelihood is dependent on that person. So you want That's them true. constantly touring. You want them doing all this stuff because that means you make money. So, yeah. And those are the people that are around you all the time is those people. That's true. So, so you're just hearing from those people that are dependent on you for income. Yeah. And that Avicii, that manager was shady as oh, fuck, Oh my man. God, I know. Like He sounded like such an asshole. Oh, it was just so bad. Like it was just anyway, a really sad documentary to watch. I was so. so sad when he died. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Because mm-hmm. he... You know, it's just so sad to hear about... And then, like, the things that he was, he was saying in the documentary, he was like, he was like, you know what, like, I'm... Like, I have everything checked off on mm. my, you know, checklist, as in I've achieved everything. Why mm. am I so unhappy? Yeah. And, like, that was, to me, so sad. Because mm-hmm. it's like, he thought that, like, once I have this, like, once I become world-famous DJ, I'll be happy. But clearly, mm. that's not that's not the answer. Oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So, but anyway. Yeah. But that should be, you know, that should be a wake up call to everybody that, you know, these celebrities and these people, it's almost a good thing to hear this because then you know that like, that's not really the answer. Mm -hmm. So you can be miserable or happy no matter where you are in your life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that, this this is the thing. I think the, the key, the key there is we, we, um, no, we don't, it's not that we don't, we make our own happiness, but like you know, happiness from within and happiness is dependent on so (laughs) many different factors. Right. And just because, just because you see somebody that's super successful that, you know, maybe has everything that you thought you wanted, 
does not not yeah. does not necessarily mean they're happy. So it's really important yes. to have, especially like to have that wake up call for yourself because we are guilty of comparing ourselves to others. And yeah, we, you just need to constantly remind yourself you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know what that person's life is like. So it's important to try to focus on your own life and what's going on to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Preach, Daniel. It's true. I could do an entire episode on happiness. Oh God, maybe we should, Rose. Maybe, maybe we'd be we drinking should. our wine, having a <laughs> we chat. We talk about happiness, philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in this topic and um, I've done quite a bit of uh, not extensive research, but you know, yeah. I think I know a little bit about the topic of happiness. Oh. So you, we you, could we could do a... You could teach mm-hmm. me, Rose. Yes. Well, one thing I will say before we... End, like, do we have any other news, by the way? Yeah, but I feel like we're getting towards the end anyway, so we can we okay, can always fine. talk about the story another day. One thing I will say, guys, okay? I don't know if this will make you feel better or worse. Mm-hmm. I think it will make you feel better, okay? There's something called the hedonistic treadmill. Have I talked to you about this? I don't think you have, actually. So it is basically the concept that... Um, I don't know if I'm saying it right. Hedonistic? Yeah, that's. I think that's the right word. Yeah, hedonistic, that's right. Yeah? That's where... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's they did a study where they compared the happiness level of people that won the lottery. So people that we would expect to be very, very happy. Right. Mm -hmm. And then people that uh, became paraplegic. So people that like lost the ability to like move, I guess it's like, is it waist down or something like that? I think paraplegic means all four limbs can't move. Okay. Actually Uh, something like that. Yeah. I think you're right actually. Anyway. So they basically became paralyzed from maybe neck down. You might be right. Let's see. Um, Daniel's going to check that. But essentially... Oh, no, you're uh, right. I think you're right. Paraplegic is an impairment in motor or sensory function in the lower extremities. Okay. Yeah. So anyways, they compared these two groups. Okay. So basically on the opposite end of the, you know, I guess, happiness spectrum as we would would see it. Yeah. So people that won the lottery versus people that became paraplegic. And then the interesting thing was they compared the, the happiness level when, you know, this occurrence happened. And then they, I think they compare, and then they looked at the data or they looked at their happiness level a year later. And it turns out that after a year, it just goes back kind of to the baseline of whatever they were at before. Mm. So what that means is like, no matter, like you can go through some kind of, you know, extreme life, uh, potentially life altering scenario. You could have something really great happening to you or really bad happening to you. And Mm -hmm. again, this is just one study. But um, yeah. I'm sure there's other studies to potentially back this up. But what they mm-hmm. say is essentially at the end of the day, these external factors, they don't really have a long-term impact in your level of mm-hmm. happiness. So what they're saying is if you're unhappy now with yourself or whatever it is, no matter what happens in your you know, life, you, know, you get the career promotion, you become a fucking world famous DJ, mm-hmm. it's not going to, in the long run, make you happier. And the yeah. same thing with you know, something tragic happening to you. You know, if you have something, you know, incredibly tragic, again, it might impact you still, but ultimately mm. long, long term, you might not be as impacted as you think you might be. So, yeah. Interesting. interesting. I've, yeah, that is so mm-hmm. interesting. So you're right. Like if, if you have these like kind of big, what we would consider life altering events happen to you, be yes. that positive or negative, um, you ultimately, how you were feeling before that, you kind of yes. go back to that general state. After, exactly. after a little bit of time, you know? Exactly. Interesting. So that's why they, it just kind of goes back to the baseline. You have a certain baseline, 
essentially. Mm. And you could work on, there's things that you could do like in to your day-to-day life. Exactly. So in your day-to-day yeah. life, you ha- you can work on a lot of different things. Again, we could do a whole episode on this. You could work on a lot yeah. of different things. And yeah. I, actually, I think that's a good idea to talk about this next week, potentially, because I feel like, you know, we're kind of going back into second lockdown. People are kind of going through some mental health issues. So let's so so we let's, talk about this. Let's pause yes. that thought, Rose, and we will talk <laughs> yes. about it next week. So Okay, sounds the- good. On that lovely note, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Um, if you haven't already, um, check us out on uh, Instagram at the Savage Podcast. Uh, see our lovely memes. We post some pictures up there. Ask, our, ask you guys questions, that kind of stuff. Um, also, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to happen to see, you want to see our beautiful faces, check us out. We do have the video versions of all the podcasts on YouTube and that's at the Savage Podcast, um, on YouTube. And what else, Rose? What about, uh, and if you guys want every episode a week earlier than everybody else, and if mm-hmm. you want a bonus episode every single month, check us out on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the Savage Podcast. You mm-hmm. will get lots of, uh, lots more of me and Daniel. Exactly. We'll just say. And add free content. You can watch exactly. the videos ad free, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, thank you so yeah. much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, mm-hmm. See you next week for a tipsy episode. Yes. I love it. I'm we're so going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about happiness and we're going to be drinking mental wine. health. <laughs> oh God. Yay. I don't know if this is, well, one thing I will say that they do say, don't rely on, uh, drugs and alcohol to uh, make you feel better, but okay. Well, that's us out the window then. <laughs> Shoot. We're, you know what? It's a compliment to our lives. We're not mm-hmm. trying to make it, you know, it's not, it's not, you know what? It's fine. Yes. In moderation, it's, balance. It's behind in moderation. So yeah, <laughs> check us out, guys. Next week we're gonna be we're gonna be talking all about Woo-hoo. happiness. We're gonna be having a little bit of wine. We're gonna be celebrating a year of this podcast. Oh my god, which is super super exciting. We're gonna reach out to you guys um, on Instagram, and we're gonna ask you guys to give us some questions, things you want us to random mm-hmm. shit you want us to talk about, and we will be living yeah. for it with our bottle of wine. Each. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified, Daniel. All right. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Bye.